other thing I wanted to say before actually I, I pre- speak or continue this message is I, I want to let you guys know how incredibly proud I am to lead this group and to be a part of this group. You guys are seriously amazing people. We get the opportunity to go into different groups and to see different places. And I have such confidence that when I go, man, you guys need to meet this Thursday night crowd that comes out. These students, these people really go after God. I, I want you to know that what we have here and what you do every Thursday is not normal everywhere else. And some of you guys know in other places, I doesn't say that to make us, you know, oh, we're better, or no, nothing like that. I just want you to know this passion that you have for God, this hunger that you have inside of your heart, that worship that you just gave to God, this is a for real thing that God's doing in this midst. And I want you to know it's powerful. And I want you to know also that I'm proud of you so much from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys so much. Look at me. Seriously, I am proud of you guys with all of my heart. I want you to know I'm proud of you. I brag about you because you guys are amazing. Come on. So seriously, you guys are amazing people. I, want, I just want you to know that from my heart. You're an amazing pastor. Thank you. Praise God. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So we're talking about becoming powerful. And, and just, to, just to clarify, when I say powerful, I mean being in control of yourself. I mean taking responsibility for your life and for your choices, personal responsibility. This is powerful. We talked about this last week. Sometimes we think powerful like, oh, it's like a world ruler or a rich person or a really strong person. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a lot of muscles. They got a lot of influence, whatever it is. All that is an aspect of a, a perception of powerful. But powerful is being in charge of you. And, and powerful means that you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. It's so important for us to realize this. The opposite is powerless. And that is the perspective that says that I'm out of control. It's full of blame shifting, controlling, being manipulative, being people pleasing and driven by fear. And obviously the better choice is to live a powerful life. We, we get that. Like we, I get that, but we have to contrast so we can clearly understand being a powerful person or a powerless person. And so not only that, the reality is, and we looked at this last week, that God himself is powerful. Everyone say, God is powerful. And he made a decision to love you. He didn't have to love you. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. And out of his desire, not out of his necessity, he made a choice to love you. And he, he, Jesus, we looked at this. Jesus didn't minister to everybody every time. Powerful people know that they don't have to live by the urgency of people, but they live by the word of God and their choices. Are you with me on this? And, and we looked at Jesus. He actually chose to surrender to the will of God. He, he wasn't going like, well, I have to go to the cross. I have to love these people. I have to do this thing because my dad's making me. He's like, no, no, no. I am surrendering my will to his will because I have a love relationship with my father and I want to do things that protect that relationship. Therefore, I'm going to surrender to him. Are you with me on this? This is what we talked about last week. And we are called to imitate this God. So this is the scripture we looked at. Ephesians 5 verses 1 through 2. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let's look at that again. Can we read that together? Let's, let's read that together. Ephesians 5 verse 1, ready, set, go. Therefore, 
Be, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Verse 2, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is our calling. This is what God is asking us to do. And so tonight, I mean, last week we talked about God is powerful, so therefore we imitate him. Tonight we're talking and we're focusing on powerful communication. And so if you're looking for a title or a direction, this is what we're talking about, powerful communication. And so for the sake of time, we're going to jump literally right in this. The first thing is this, the goal of, of communication is to understand. This is, this is like, so I'm telling you, this is paramount. We're talking about powerful communication. If we can, if we're going to have powerful communication, then we have to realize that the goal of communication is to understand. The goal of communication is not agreement or, or, or trying to coerce people or force people to think like you think. The goal of communication is we understand each other. This is how powerful people communicate. They, they realize that we're going to understand. Uh, we, I said this uh, a few weeks, or actually a few months ago now. Uh, Andrew Ironside said that it's important for us to seek first to understand and then to be understood. A lot of the conflict in our relationships come because we're trying to get people to understand me. No, no, no. You don't see what I see. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I hear what you said. But anyway, this is what I think. And we're all about trying to get them to understand me. But if we would stop and, and listen, James, what does James say? He says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. If we would be quick to listen and slow to speak, we would gain understanding and then we'd actually be able to respond a whole lot better in the relationship and, and the conflict would be minimized because we're understanding. This is so important for us to realize that it's not about getting everyone to think like you on a certain matter. I, I, my, my mom used to tell me when I was a kid, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you, Andrew. <laughs> Any other parents say that? I, yeah. <laughs> Apparently we all need to know that. It's not, communication is not about getting everyone to think like you on a certain matter. There, there, this might be breakthrough right here. There are more ways to see a subject than the way that you currently see it. You mean there's more perspectives than mine? <laughs> what? Wait a second. There's more ways to see a thing than the way I see it. This is powerful, though. Powerful communication seeks to understand. And, and, and check this out. It still honors the other person in any disagreement. And so when you're a powerful person in communication and someone else disagrees with you, you still have respect for the other person. That's what powerful people do. And, and it's because it's not about forcing other people to agree with us. That's a powerless way of living. Uh, for, powerless living is always about controlling people and manipulating people to be like you so that you surround yourself with you so you feel comfortable. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, but the reality is there's other people in the world that are not like you. And, and in order to live healthy in this lifestyle, you have to realize there's other people like you who don't see things like you and your job is to understand them, not to force change on their lives. Come on with that. Amen. Listen, like understanding, when you communicate understanding, you're actually communicating that you value them. You are communicating value for them. Powerless communication devalues the viewpoint of the other person. Be like, no, 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 you're wrong. That's, oh my God. And you start like, what are you talking about? No, let me tell you how I see it. And you literally just said that what their opinion is, is not valuable. 
and you just communicated unvalue to their opinion and on their life. How many understand when Ephesians says, uh, walk in love, just as Christ did, that's the opposite, right? <laughs> it's like when you communicate unvalue or devalue, however, whatever you want to call it, you're actually not walking in love. And this is what God has called us to, is to walk in love. And so we have to realize that the goal of communication is not agreement, but it's understanding. And, and, and so powerful people, this is the, here's, a, here's, a, here's a crazy part. Powerful people create an environment where other people get to be themselves. Yes. This, this is what powerful people do. They create environments and relationships where you get to you, be you and I get to be me and no one's forcing each other to become like the other person. This is what real freedom is. When you actually let other people be themselves and you're free to be yourself. And you're not sitting in conversations going like trying to convince Muslims to believe like you, trying to convince other people. Our job is to communicate the truth and they're powerful enough to make their own decision. Amen. We don't have to force people. Come on, man. This is evangelism 101. We don't force people to make a decision. If you convince someone out of a persuasive, manipulative argument to pray your prayer to say yes to Jesus, how many understand that another person from another viewpoint can do the same thing and unmanipulate them and take them to another place? If you win someone by an argument, it's easy to them to be unconvinced about it. But if you love them and give them freedom to choose, that's powerful. Because those decisions last forever. When people have freedom to choose, it's powerful. When people are forced into something, the only reason why they're there is because they're afraid of what happens if I'm not. And how many all understand that that does not create healthy relationships? When I'm forced to like you, <laughs> our relationship is not going to go very well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I'm forced to have to hang out with you, when I'm forced to, it, it just creates fear in relationships. It creates weird environments where people feel awkward. It's all, it's just, ugh. But when I have a choice, whoa, now my heart's connected to this thing and it's actually real love being communicated. It's not because I have to, it's because I chose to. And, and real love only happens when there's a choice. Wow. Are you with me guys? Are you here? communication is so important for us to realize that, that we have to understand and create environments where people just get to be themselves around you. Second Corinthians three seventeen says this. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what there's freedom. This means, I mean, sometimes we relate this thing, we're like, oh, there's freedom, and, it, and, and all of a sudden we equal it to crazy people worshiping, running around like crazy Pentecostal people, which we are, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes we equal dancing and craziness, right? Which is an aspect of it, but it's not the whole picture. True freedom is being able to be yourself. That's freedom, and powerful people are allowed to be themselves because they realize that they don't have to be manipulated or controlled by any environment because I'm choosing to be who I'm going to be. That's freedom. That's what we talked about last, last week. We said that God is the most free person in the universe because he makes decisions on what he wants to do. He's not forced in anything. He didn't have to send Jesus. He didn't even have to create us. But he had a decision in his heart. Like, I want to share this beautiful thing that me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have. I want to share this beautiful thing. God, God didn't create us because he needed us. God wasn't lonely. God, God's not insecure. 
God's the most secure, self-sufficient being in the entire universe. Some people are like, well, God created us because he needed us and he was lonely up there somewhere, wherever heaven is. <laughs> like, uh, that is a weak, insecure, powerless God. God doesn't have any needs. He's sufficient in himself. Acts, Acts 17, Paul's writing or Paul's preaching to these people in Athens and he says, as if he needed anything. <laughs> this is what he writes about God. As if God needed anything. God doesn't need anything. But what's, I'm telling you, desire is more powerful than necessity. When I have a desire and I want something, that's more powerful than I have to have it. You get what I'm saying? Like when I, when I, when I'm hungry, I need some food, right? <laughs> but <laughs> amen. But I have a desire for some fine dining. You know what I mean? I have a desire for, for some way and I don't need it, but I want it. And how many understand that it's a whole nother thing when I have to have it versus I, I, I want it. I desire this thing. It's a whole different deal. And so powerful people create free environments, but they also can appreciate people who are different from them. You, you catch that? Powerful people can appreciate people who are different from them. And you don't have to be like, oh, you're different than me. Therefore, we don't agree. So I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> Sometimes we do that. We're like, oh, you don't believe like I believe. Peace. You know, it's like, it's okay. You can be you and I will be me and we'll be friends. And, and maybe we don't agree, but, but we don't have to agree in order to be friends. I heard this, this uh, statistic that over the, over the existence of the church, the, the Catholic church has only split three times. And since the, the Protestant Reformation, the, there has been, I think, about 33,000 different splits and denominations in the Christian church. <laughs> oh my God. We need some help on learning how to understand each other and be friends. <laughs> Every time we disagree, we make a new denomination, apparently. Over 500 years, we have 33,000 denominations in the Christian denomination in the world right now. I mean, we could be like, well, the Catholics do this. It was like, well, they only split three times in a couple thousand years, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Protestant Reformation happened with, you know, with Martin Luther and we split 33 stinking thousand times because we don't know how to disagree with people and still be friends. Ah, touch your neighbor and say, we need help. We need help. Lord, help us. We need help. We need help. But powerful people can appreciate other people who are different than them. Like, I can appreciate you. If you don't have the same end times view as me, I can appreciate that. And I can understand you, where you're coming from. If you don't believe the same way that I believe on different political issues, and there's a lot of hot topics out there right now, I can still be your friend, and I can still understand you, and I can still be there with you. And I can still love you and be respectful towards you. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes I feel like Christians think that we're like the police for the world or something. We got to like rebuke everybody for everything they've done wrong. And I'm like thinking like we can, we can, un why don't we try to understand where they're coming from? And then maybe they'll listen to our side and where we're coming from. You, you with me? What if we, what if we sought first to understand and then to be understood? And people would, people would have different type of respect, I believe, for Christians. 
I'm not saying this is across the board in every Christian. I'm, I'm just saying general, generalizing across the board, you know. And, and you could see it on Facebook in the last week about the red cup at Starbucks. It's like you got all kinds of responses on this. And I'm not sitting here trying to give you, like, here's my opinion on the matter. I'm just saying we do this sometimes. And, and hot topics happen, and Christians sometimes are the first ones to put a protest out. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm a little divided on, on, on this stuff, but on, on how, because I'm doing this understanding thing, <laughs> and I'm trying to understand where, the, where my Christian brothers and sisters are doing their protest thing. I'm trying to understand them, and I'm also trying to understand the people who aren't and who are against that. And I'm also trying to understand where Starbucks is coming from because I want to be a powerful person who doesn't try to control, manipulate people with fear and try to do all this stuff. I want to actually understand where people are coming from so that I can love them well and respect people. This is what Jesus did. First Peter 2.17 says this. It says, honor all people. Can we say that together? Honor all people. Translation says, respect all people. Same thing. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. <laughs> he, he said, honor people. He, did, he didn't say, honor the people who agree with you. <laughs> honor your friends only when they agree with the way that you view a point. You know, honor your friends when they voted for the same dude that you voted for. Like, honor, <laughs> it's like... Honor your friends when they didn't vote for, you know, in the future for Donald Trump. You know, whatever. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Kanye for president. What? Is that... 2020. Listen, he didn't say honor people with a condition. He said honor all people, period. We get to honor people. Again, it doesn't mean that we agree with what everyone's doing or whatever it is. We're not obligated to agree, but walking in love and respect will show understanding. And so we show love and respect. We preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with our actions and with our words. And we pray to God that God grants people repentance so they could choose Christ. And we don't force people to make a decision for Jesus. We give them the choice. Because after all, God didn't force you to make a choice to follow Jesus. And God's not trying to control you. Amen. That's freedom right there. How do I know God didn't, God doesn't control people? Cause he let Adam and Eve stink and blow it in Genesis chapter three. And he, and he had no control in the matter. Not that he couldn't do it, but he chose not to. And he allowed control to have or, uh, control in their own. They, in other words, they got to manage their own decisions and they messed up. And that's, that's, that's the environment that freedom creates powerful people who can make their own decisions. That's, that's, that's like, that's a huge amount of freedom right there. And so I think I, oh, okay. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes and I'm going like, I feel like I put this in the wrong section, but here's what I'm going to say. Connecting on communication. I, I, I was a communication major at Maricosa and then I transferred here to be a communication major, but I didn't finish because I went to Bible college instead. But one of my communication teachers told us about this thing called active listening. Have you guys have heard of active listening? And, and one really great explanation is that one in, in conversations and in communication, one person's a TV and the other person's a DVD player. And the person communicating is, is sending their message. The TV's job is to receive the message and display back what the DVD player is saying to it. 
You with me? And so when someone's communicating to you, it's like that DVD sending the whatever sound waves, whatever you want to call it. And it's sending a message to the TV. The TV's job is to display it back to them. And having, the, and having active listening and understanding people, when they start communicating to you, you're actively going, okay, is this what you mean? And you're like the TV screen. You're displaying. You're trying to decode what's coming off the DVD and display it on your screen. And you're talking back to them. Okay, if I'm hearing correctly, is, is this what you're saying? Okay, is this what you're feeling right now? No? Okay, can you, okay, can you help me understand? Because I don't understand that section. And the whole goal is not to be accusatory, judgmental, or opinionated, adding all these you statements. Be like, oh, okay, so you are insecure, lonely, and messed up. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> it's like, no! <laughs> you're, you're asking them questions. Your goal is to understand. The whole goal of communication is to understand, not to say like, oh, okay, so this is what you're saying. <laughs> you're completely messed up. You're like, no, no, is this what you're saying? I, I, I think I hear that you're telling me that you're, you're afraid about this happening. Is that right? And you're just like the DVD player or you're, yeah, you're the, they're the DVD player and they're the screen or you're the screen. You get what I'm saying. And you're, and you're projecting back to them because I want to understand I don't want to control you. I don't want to do anything. I want to understand. The goal of powerful communication is to understand. Number two is this. Powerful people understand that they cannot control other people. We, I've already touched on this, but we're going to go a little bit deeper into this. Powerful people understand that they cannot control other people. This is so important. Um, and and I, I was already talking about this with Adam and Eve, and, and we know that they made a choice to disobey God. And, and it was powerful because they had the choice. God wasn't controlling them. We are in charge of ourselves. And so manipulation and fear, punishment, or things like the silent treatment, <laughs> those are all ways that we try to control people. Oh, oh, is that how you're acting? I'm going to talk to the hand because the face don't understand. You know, then you... <laughs> Whatever, I don't know if you actually say that, but you, you, just, you just try to control them with, with, your, with your silent treatment. Okay, we're not talking then. I mean, understand, you're just trying to manipulate them with your little pouting. <laughs> Sometimes we do that. We pout and we like act all, and you're like, dude, are you trying to manipulate me with your emotions right now? <laughs> Come on, man. If we're honest with ourselves, most of us in the room have done this, possibly in the last week or so. I don't know. I'm just saying we have to realize that we cannot control other people. Powerful people don't use those tools. Powerful people don't use manipulation. Powerful people don't use fear or punishment in order to get what they want out of people. Well, if you don't do that, then I'm going to do this to you. Oh, that's it. I ain't going to give you that. No, we're not going to be, we're not going to be friends anymore. I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook as a weapon against you or something. It's like <laughs> powerful people don't use these tools. And here's another thing. These tools don't work on powerful people. They don't work. You can try to manipulate me all day long. I'm making a choice to love you and I'm not going to be manipulated by your actions. I'm going to choose to love you and respect you regardless of how you treat me. That's the gospel, man. That's power. This is the life of Christ. Live a life of love just like Christ. Because here's the problem. These tools in relationships, they cause fear. They cause disconnection. My son is amening me back there. 
The, these tools cause, cause fear, they cause disconnection, and they cause unhealthy emotional environments. They create fear, fear-driven environments. Where now, every time I'm around you, I have to walk on eggshells because I'm not sure if I can live right in front of you. Like, I'm too afraid to be myself in front of you because I'm afraid that you're going to punish me for being me. Whoa. Am I making sense with this? And it's, it's a scary environment to live in. When we're controlled by the fear, like I'm telling you, when you use fear, punishment, silence, treatment, manipulation, all this stuff, it creates fear-filled environments where I can't be me anymore. And, and I'm saying like, yes, powerful people, we choose to be me, but I, do you want to create that kind of environment? I, I mean, obviously the answer is no, I don't think anyone wants to, but like, like this, they cause disconnection in relationships because now I'm afraid to connect my heart with yours. Because if I, if I open up and show you the real me, you're not going to accept me. And you're actually going to punish me for not being the person you want me to be. And so now I'm not showing you me anymore, which equals disconnection and relationship and distance. And now we, we do, you know, we put, we'll put our mask on, you know, maybe the praise the Lord face on and we'll act like everything's okay, but we're hurting inside because we're afraid and fear environments always produce disconnection and relationships. Wow. And man, I'm telling you, not only does it create that in relationships, but it actually, these types of tools actually leave you in an unhealthy emotional state. Because now you're not being able to deal with what's going on inside. And when we don't deal with what's going on inside, this is where idols come in. And we, we start trying to get our affections and our feelings met by counterfeit affections. Like we, we're tr- we can't manage ourselves within because fear is driving our lives. And so we'll go to hobbies. We'll, we'll, we'll do whatever, whether it's, it could be addictions, it could be hobbies. And, I'm, and obviously hobbies are okay. Obviously, if they're not in the God spot, like they're fine. But I'm just saying, sometimes when we have un- unhealthy emotional states, we try to like satisfy this, this like void inside of our hearts because we haven't dealt properly with what's going on inside of me. Does that make sense? So we have to be honest with ourselves and with God and say, am I, God, am I doing this? Am I actually dealing with what's going on inside of me? Or am I, am I hiding? And so powerful people, we, they choose to walk in love and in respect for people and for themselves. First John 4.18 says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And look at this. He says, fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Fear has to do with punishment. And, and I'm telling you, this is actually, this is a great quote, Danny Silk. He says, if you want to cast out all the fear in your relationships then you need to leave no room for doubt in people's minds and hearts that you truly love them. How many all need, we we need Jesus for this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, we, uh, you know, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. We love because he first loved us. Let me go back to Jesus. I need you to remind me. 
How much you love me? What do you, how do you feel about me, Lord? Okay. We get our love tank filled up, you know, and it helps us communicate love to other people. He goes on to say, this is from the book, Keep Your Love On, which by the way, uh, if you want more on this stuff, we'll, we'll do a part three next week, but I'm saying there's a whole book called Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. It is probably the best book in, in regards to all this stuff that I'm talking about. Thank you, Knox. <laughs> he goes on to say this though, each display of love, no matter how seemingly small, is a powerful act of spiritual warfare that removes anxiety from the environment replaces it with freedom and safety and invites each person to bring his or her best self forward in the relationship. Listen, never forget that scared people are bound to show you their worst. People who feel loved on the other hand will usually show you their best. That's powerful. Slow clap. Okay. Scared people are bound to show you their worst. If you are constantly in conflict with people who are showing you their worst, maybe change the approach. Try to understand them and realize that you can't control them. And start pouring out some unconditional love. And watch as the anxiety levels fall and the stress levels decrease. Because people who feel love will usually show you their best. I know this in my life. When I feel loved and empowered, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm wide open book. I'm ready to pour everything out. Probably too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, I'm not, you know, when you're afraid, you're like, no, you're, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, a sink that's broken that just drips, you know? It's like, just, that's all I'm giving you. You know what I'm saying? That's all that's coming out. You know what I mean? But when I feel loved, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Hoover Dam just broke and just, oh, everything's coming out. You know, I'm so free. I don't know what to do with my freedom. I'm going to tell you, how, you know, and this is what happens in relationships. And you have the ability to create those kind of environments when you walk in love and respect for people. And so number three is this. Powerful people use I messages. The letter I. Powerful people use I messages. In other words, this, this is, what I, this is what I mean by this. Powerful people understand that it's not their job to assume that they know what's going on inside of you, but it's their job to communicate what's going on inside of them. An I message communicates what's going on inside of me. I, I feel this. That's an I message. It's not my job to communicate what's going on inside of you. It's not my job to assume that I know what's happening inside of you. Have you had that before where people are like, they're trying to tell you, no, no, this is what you're feeling. And you're like, no, I did not tell you that was what I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, actually, you're not me and you're not in control of deciding what's going on inside of me. You know what I mean? I'm in control of telling you what's going on in me and you're in control of telling you what's going on in you. So it's important for us to have I messages and not say like, no, 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 this is what's happening in you and you do this and you are this and, th and this is your motive and this is what's going on. You're like, okay, well, apparently we don't need to have a conversation because you know everything. You know, it's like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't create healthy communication. Are you with me? But, but I'm telling you, it's our job to communicate what's going on inside of us. And this requires opening your heart. And that crazy word, vulnerability. 
where you have to crack your heart open and say, hey, this is actually what I'm feeling. Powerful people understand that they cannot expect other people to know their feelings and needs unless they've communicated them. It happens on your side too. You can't just go like, actually, uh, you should know what I'm feeling. Like, no, (laughs) the only way that I'm going to know what you're feeling is if you told me, if you communicated me open and honestly what you're feeling, because I'm I'm not going to try to assume that. And I'm not going to try to pretend I understand unless you've communicated it clearly to me. Powerful people don't assume that people know what's going on inside of them. And so what is an I message? It's communicating what's going on inside of you and how other people's lives are impacting your life. You still with me? We got to use I messages and we got to let them know like, Hey, I'm feeling like this. And it's you cracking your heart open. So I'm going to do this as fast as I possibly can. But I, and I, and I'm kind of, I'm cramming a lot of stuff in this, but Possibly, I don't know, whatever. You can get the podcast and listen to it again. There's four ways of communication. Passive, aggressive, passive aggressive, and assertive. And so passive communication is, is like oh, always the good guy. They end up being the doormat, the people pleaser, and they withdraw when conflict comes. They're just like, no, 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 mm. That's too much. I'm running. I'm going to go hide in a cave right now. (laughs) I am passive. I'm not going to deal with it. The aggressive communicator is like a T-Rex. They're just going to clobber you and they don't really care. They're going to raise their voice. They're going to dominate you. They will get defensive. They will use force if necessary to let you know what I'm going through. And I'm important right now. And you need to hear me. You know what I'm saying? Like the aggressor is like that. The passive aggressive is just manipulative and, and deceptive. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, you're, you're so awesome. Not, you know, it's like, and it's just, it's, it's deceptive and it's just not right. But assertive is a mutual respect, honest and direct communication. I'm throwing a lot here. I know if you're, if you're trying to write it, just maybe get the podcast. Okay. Passive says, you're important, but I'm not. So when you're, when you're a passive communicator, you're saying, no, no, yeah, yeah, everyone's fine. I'll be okay. I don't have to worry about me. You know, you, no one cares. It's, I'm, I'm nothing. You, you guys are important. I'm not. Aggressive says, I'm important. You're not. Aggressive, aggressive just says, I'm important. You're not. It's all about what I'm feeling. It's all about what I'm going through. I don't really care what you say because I'm a T-Rex. I'm about to clobber you right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Aggressive communication is always about you. It's just, I'm important, you're not. Passive aggressive communication is, you're important. Psych, I'm important. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're, you're awesome, not really. <laughs> That's passive aggressive. Apparently, it's the funniest one out of all of those, but <laughs> it's funny when you say it like this, it's the worst when you're on the receiving end. Assertive says, you're important. And I'm important. Mutual respect. And so when we're, when we're passive communicators, it's easy for us to withdraw and not really share what's going on in our hearts. It's a scary thing. So we'll just, we'll, like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Everyone, no. How you doing? No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. And you just, no, I'm good. And you don't want to say anything about what's going on in you. It's easy to withdraw and never share what's going on inside of your heart. 
Because I message is sharing on sharing what's going on inside of you. But if you're if you're dealing with a passive thing, you're you're just saying, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. You know, not really. Aggressive. Instead of you, it's like it's easier to raise your voice instead of actually share your heart. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not angry. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't play Monopoly with an aggressive person. No. <laughs> what? 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 Lauren, don't look at me. No. But it's easier when you're an aggressor, it's easier for you to raise your voice and get crazy on someone and just rah, instead of actually just share what's going on inside of your heart. If you're passive aggressive, it's easier to just blame someone else and just say, oh, no, no, you're the issue. I'm OK. than to actually communicate what's going on inside of your heart. But if you have assertive communication, you have open and direct communication about what's going on inside of you and powerful people use assertive communication to share what's going on inside of their hearts. There's five levels of communication. And, and so here's the deal. It starts like the first level is cliche. Cliche is like, Hey, what's up? What up? How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what's up? You know, like <laughs> that's cliche. It doesn't mean anything. doesn't really go anywhere. What up? You know, like whatever. The second community thing is facts. Oh, the weather is nice today. You know what I'm saying? It's hot. It's cold. You know, whatever. I, you know, it's just facts. You're just sharing facts. The next deeper level is opinions. And this is where all the conflict happens. Because <laughs> we don't like it when other people's opinions aren't our opinions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're like, oh, you, you like Rocky Road, that's lame. I like Rainbow Sherbet, you know, whatever stupid stuff. And we, then we make denominations, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, Lord. I don't know if that's good. But anyway, opinions, okay? Opinions is that, that other level. But here is where it actually gets real, all right? Touch your neighbor and say, it's about to get real. The deeper level of opinions is actually sharing your feelings, and this is, this is the crazy part because we, we sometimes confuse opinions with feelings and we say, you know what? I think, no, no, no. I feel like, cause we're trying to communicate our feelings. I feel like you're being a jerk right now. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. That's not a feeling. Cause you can't say, I feel you're a jerk. You know, I can't, <laughs> I feel jerk right now. No, no, no. <laughs> I think you're a jerk works. But I feel you're a jerk. It's not, it, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. Can you, can you go a little bit deeper? I need to know how you feel, not your opinion of me right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need you to tell me not about me. I need you to tell me about you. Because I'll tell you about me and you tell me about you. You're not responsible for me. I am. You're responsible for you. Don't try to tell me about me because it doesn't help our communication. You with me? But we get, we, get, we get confused with opinions and feelings. You're like, I think, <laughs> I'm feeling, let me, okay. I feel, when you just did that, I feel like I want to punch you in the face because you're stupid, what the, you know, like. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, I just told you how I feel. That, and they're like, no. And I, you're like, this, sorry, it's an opinion, not a feeling. Feelings are actually what you're feeling. I, I actually feel hurt 
because of what I just experienced. I feel disappointed. I, I feel rejected when you do that. I felt left alone. I felt forsaken. I felt abandoned. I, I feel like nobody really cares or pays attention to me. That's a, that, how many understand you can't argue with someone's feelings? You can argue with someone's opinions, but when you actually tell me how you feel, you just cracked your heart open and I gave you an opportunity to be powerful because I'm not manipulating you trying to get you to do what I want you to do by coercing you and forcing you to think like me. I'm saying, this is how I feel. I'm giving you an opportunity to choose how you want to respond because I'm showing my heart and I'm being vulnerable. This creates healthy relationships where people get to choose to love you back instead of feel forced because it's going to be awkward if I don't say the right thing. And even deeper than feelings is needs. And so here, a need is actually saying what you need to feel. Like, I, I need to feel loved. I, I need to feel like you care about what I'm saying. I need to feel like you respect me in this relationship. In order for this relationship to work, I, I need you to, to, to respect me. And so then you communicate. Here, here it is. This is how you put it all together, okay? I feel, and you have an emotion, when, describe an experience, and I need to feel whatever the emotion is. Did you put that up, David? I don't know if, you, if he'll type it in like 30 seconds, though, because that's how he is. He's awesome at it. Listen, <laughs> I feel like you're awesome. <laughs> That actually still is an opinion, but, uh, but it's a good one though. Yeah. Feel free to share those. Anyway. Amen. We're, we're coming to a close here, here. I feel, here's an example. I feel scared when you drive like that <laughs> and I need to feel safe when I'm in the car with you. <laughs> right? Come on. I, I, I need to, uh, this is the deal. I feel disrespected. Thank you. I feel disrespected when you talk to me like that. I need to feel valued and honored. You're cracking your heart open and you're letting the other person know how their life is impacting yours. And I would say that most people would actually be grateful that you let them know how they're impacting your life. Like when people come up to me, I'm telling you the, 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 the truth right now. When people come up to me and they tell me how my life has been affecting them, I actually appreciate it. Maybe I don't agree with 100%, but I love hearing the feedback because it gives me an assessment of what I'm, how my life is impacting other people. Because how many understand we all have blind spots and I need, I need you to communicate and let me know how my life is impacting you so that way I can make it better. Like I, I really want to follow Christ and walk in love. I really want to imitate God and respect people. Like I, I want to do this. I need you to help me though. And so be like, well, I'm too afraid. Well, we got we to gotta cast, cast out fear with love. We got we to gotta get daddy's love and start stepping into this. And so now we're giving them 
the choice to respond when we share them. And man, I'm telling you, relationships need choice in order to have freedom and real love. And iMessages do that very thing. They help us really communicate. Like clearly, it's, that is assertive communication. That is, that is moving past cliches and facts and opinions going down to, I feel this. And the need is, I need to experience this. Well, some of us might be like, man, that is, that is like deep, you know, it's like level 75 Christian stuff right there. You know what I'm saying? Like that is like DEFCON 5, you know, it's like what the, but I'm telling you, this is the key to actually having powerful communication and creating healthy environments, not only for the people in your life, but for yourself. And I, my, my heart is that we, as a young adult generation, wouldn't just be like subjected to all the stuff that goes on in a college campus, but that we be so powerful that we can actually decide for ourselves what we're going to choose to be a part of and not be a part of. And in relationships specifically to choose how to navigate conflict because we've chosen not to manipulate people with fear and punishment and control, but we've chosen to be powerful people who choose love, who choose respect and communicate what's going on in my heart and we'll give you an opportunity to be powerful back because I'm not going to manipulate you to get you to say what I want you to say so I feel good about me. I'm going to let you be you, and I'm going to be me. And this is how healthy heart connections happen. Amen? Let's all stand together and let's, as we close, and we're, we'll just, uh, yeah, we're just going to have just a little moment for this stuff to just sink in our hearts. <clears throat> Father, in the name of Jesus, just put your hand on your heart. God, I thank you for this, this room of powerful people. And God, I thank you. We talked about this last week, but the Holy Spirit gives us self-control. And, and, and you told Timothy that you, you didn't give us a spirit of fear because fear has to do with torment and punishment, but you gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then one translation says self-discipline. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just touch these hearts in this room. And God, in the name of Jesus, that you would help us, God, that you would help us walk powerfully. And, and Lord, I'm praying for some of our communication, some of our relationships. Some of them have been under fire. Some of our relationships have had some challenging things. They've had some conflicts. God, I'm asking, Lord, that we'd be able to take these tools, that, that we'd move away from passive or passive aggressive or, or aggressive communication. And that we move right into that assertive communication, being open and honest about what's going on inside of our hearts. And Lord, I pray that we would move from just cliches and, and facts and, and fighting over opinions. And I ask, Lord God, that you would help us to help us with communicating our feelings. And actually communicating our needs. Lord, I thank you for it. And I thank you for uh, just, just hearts all over this room in the name of Jesus. Father, let's just say this together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that gives us self-control. And so help me, Lord, to manage myself well, to walk in love, to walk in respect and to radiate Christ in every relationship in my life. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way. 